0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Pretty Spectacular Football Show. I'm Pretty Gardez, and this is Spectacular Rick, or whatever you want to say. And we're coming in hot, talking about the Cam Newton news. Now, Cam Newton is always, he's always talking, y'all. We already know that he always says there's not 32, but now he's increased it. There's not uh, 64 quarterbacks that are better than him. And that's, you know, he's the problem. But his his recent tweet came out and said that he wanted more, and he was on a podcast, said that he wanted more than $5.5 million to be signed to the Jets. Now, you know, the Jets are um, without Aaron Rodgers, who was supposed to be their QB1. They have Zach Wilson, who played a pretty great game the last time they played. I have to give it to him um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm different about this. I feel like Cam Newton for a while, he set out last year. He's just always a problem child. I feel like he's a problem child. And I understand that he had a spectacular rookie season and in a, a couple of seasons, out that he averaged pretty well. But for a quarterback that's only, I mean, he has 194 total touchdowns, but he also has 123 total interceptions within his 11th span of his career. So I just feel like, you don't really want to play, I guess. I don't know. Like you're not you're not coming in for like two years. I mean, you know your worth, but I don't know, Rick. What? You, what how do you feel about this?
1: Um, I feel like we haven't seen a great Cam Newton for the past few years that he's come back. I would say. Um, he went back to Carolina. Um, in his first game, he you know he has a Russian touch now. Um, you know he looks into the camera. I'm back, right? And it's a right. whole vibe, and everybody's like, "Yo, Cam Newton's back!" and 2015 cam may be coming back, but we haven't seen 2015 cam since 2015. 2015. Like it's, it's been different, like and it hasn't been <laughs> and it hasn't been um it hasn't been anything similar to the Heisman trophy winner that we saw or the guy who was like killing it in the n f l and doing just stuff that nobody else could do because of his his extremely large frame and his speed right um and just what we've really seen is an inaccurate quarterback, so he doesn't you know he's not a a very accurate guy um but he is a dynamic guy, but that you know past the running. Tough
0: here that's not going to cut it in this new. It's not going to cut it of quarterbacks that are coming in like i'm going to cut it and it's too cocky for me like and i think it's like when i i started to like auburn and i started to love Cam Newton when he was at auburn i was like wow this this dude is dynamic he's he's great you know i loved him yeah. i followed him when he went into carolina i was in north carolina during college so like everybody was a carolina fan and he was great then, and I had to give him your props. Like I'm gonna give credit where it's due. I'm gonna give you your flowers for your first couple of seasons, but now, like you can't like the last time he was with the Panthers, he only had four touchdowns and he had five interceptions. So it's like you're more inaccurate than you are. And I don't know, I don't want to say great. because I don't want to take away from his previous greatness, but I think that the cockiness of there's not 64 quarterbacks that are better than you. It actually is. Um, his QB rating is 85.2. Um, percent. So like when he ranked the quarterbacks, so like you're in the, he's in the lower percentile of QBs and are, there's only a few other quarterbacks who have such high interception rates. So Kirk Cousins, um, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> like he's up there. Um, I believe Aaron Rodgers has a a high interception rate as well, but you know, Aaron Rodgers has a longer career um, and there's there was one other quarterback that I can't think about because it it's on a chart. But it's like you are, you're in this high interception rate. You have out for an entire season. Like, if they only have $5.5 million off of you and you really want to play, I think, you know, Colin Kaepernick would have took it as to a job of a die. Okay, like the like – the, it's just so – so the dynamic is so different. Like, one really wants to play and is I don't want to say he's not doing it for the money, but he really wants to play. And one is just like, you're going to pay me because I know that I'm that guy. I'm that guy. You may – be that guy, maybe not on the field, but I don't know. Um,
1: one has been in talks with the XFL and one is um still thinking about the NFL. Um yeah, yeah I was
0: about the NFL, they both still want the NFL,
1: they both but... want it, but there's one that has a more realistic shot and has been giving more given more chances. If we hadn't seen Cam come back a few times already, right um and and watched him not be as great as he used to be then this would have a this conversation would have a little bit more you know of a of a of a go right now the jets according to spot track have 8.8 million dollars in cap space and cam's like yo give me five of that right like (laughs) you got you got 8.8 give me five of that Um,
0: well he wants more he said he wants more when I watched, when I rewatched the little clip, he said like, "You're not gonna just give me like chump change. Like he needs more than that." And I, I mean, at the end of I the day, I don't see it either. And I, I also don't, I also don't really like that comment that he made about his hair. Like they, they're not. I'm not in the NFL because of my hair. Like my hair. Have you seen DeAndre? <laughs> you know what?
1: But D Hop is a wide receiver, right? Like. I um, get it. I get and this it is it the face of the franchise. Like, um, I
0: get
1: it. Well, no, I'm sorry, he wouldn't be anybody's face of that franchise at this point, right? He'd be somebody's backup. Um, I don't think it's the hair, but it don't it's help. Lamar,
0: Lamar, I mean, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar. wears braids. He wears an afro. He wears prickly curls. He be looking like me up there, like he be. What is Lamar, this? Lamar be dipping and doing it. Okay,
1: but what's that like? What? <laughs> No, i i don't know i just i always wanted to figure it out I think it's the like i don't it's, know it's
0: like wicks i think it's it's they're called wicks
1: okay okay
0: and if i'm correct um because i know it's of the Florida thing they have wicks so their their hair is normally like thicker locks yeah it, it it's a wick now don't attack us because we don't have that type of hairstyle um i don't think that it's primarily i think it's the not wanting to i mean i get it you don't want to conform but the day, to conform. that's what you have to do with the nfl if you want to be in the league you have to conform to their stripes and standards and whatever else they want you to do you don't want you to do so i don't know i don't he, know but he maybe.
1: could honestly wear his hair however he wanted to if he was being productive
0: and if he had a better attitude maybe so I really think it comes down to that overly cockiness, that attitude and doing and being the cam that you say that you are, that number one, ripping it off your chest. You need to be that person and you can do whatever you want.
1: You could, but that ain't been it, fam. Like, and every time you come back, we have not seen it. And I'm I'm sorry. Like, I know he wants, you know, a certain amount of money. Um if he were to come back, then OK, but nobody's like beating down your door. The league minimum, I think, for for somebody like him is a, what? A One point six five million. Right. For right. somebody who's played um seven plus years and he's played seven plus years. um. So, I mean, he may be looking in that range, maybe three million. Right. If somebody were like really needing Cam to come back. But who's out there like, man, we really got to have Cam Newton.
0: Right now, we need him. So I understand, like, okay, you you're talking about it, but like for real, why are you really talking about it?
1: Yeah, and and I and I love Cam Newton, and I think he should still be in the league. RG three is somebody who um um he's been reached out to by NFL team.
2: I don't see why. he
1: will he come back? <laughs>
2: <laughs> because
1: and he still looks he looks like he's in great shape, and, well, and, and there may be something there. Nothing. Cam there looks like he's
0: in there. great shape. No, we not we listen. We're gonna you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna pass on that. We're gonna. Pass the ball. We'll pass the ball, and we're gonna roll into something else.
1: Because <laughs> I, like, I don't, I don't know.
0: I, we don't know, and that's we will be fine with it. Okay, but let's talk about. Let's roll into our, you know, our HBCU swag. Monday media news. Do we have anything exciting going on? Do we have anything that's different with, you know, Slack media because you were on the call this week? Anything...
1: So, um, this week, I reviewed the calls. we We got a, um, a little bit of a clip from um, Willie Simmons, her from Hugh Jackson, right, And so I'm gonna play those clips. Willie Simmons is uh, once again defending Jeremy Musa. Um, people are coming from Moose. They you know last week they had a bit of a rough outing in the beginning. They kind of got with it towards the end um because of you know, Musa just kind of operates the offense, manages the offense a little bit, and I guess people want him to be more.
0: Spectacular.
1: They want him. To, they want well, him you
0: to know, be. <laughs> you had leave you Leave him alone. You know. You know. I love me some Coach Simmons or so whatever he say. I'm on his side.
1: So le- listen. They, they want. want
0: they, eyes. they need
1: more from <laughs> moose Apparently, people are asking for more um, from Musa. So Coach felt he needed to release this tweet. And here's what he said. He said, "I'm not in the least bit concerned about what anyone says about Jeremy Musa. We embrace the passion from the critics." But he's earned the right to lead us, and leaders must be allowed to work through their mistakes, and he will. At the bottom, he puts the T.O., um, you know, uh, gift. Um, that's my quarterback, right? And and Willie Sims is so cool. Um, yeah, he really is. Um, and and here's what he, I mean, I'll let you respond to what he had to say at SWAC Media Day.
2: Well, because, again, he, he's the unquestioned leader of this team and unquestioned starter. There's no quarterback competition. Moose can't play himself out of the position. We go as he goes. And uh, so, you know, I, the criticism is going to come. We talked about that. The very first day he stepped foot on campus, to be the quarterback at family, you got to be able to handle the criticism. So, you know, um, it wasn't defending him per se. It was just to let everyone know. I and mean, You can talk all you want to, but uh, until you coach him and until you call the plays here, uh, there's no quarterback controversy here, family. Moose is our guy. And he's going to be the guy, you know, for the, for the rest of the season.
1: So, um what Period. do you thought?
0: <laughs> Period. Okay. You got to stand ten toes. I love that. I love that. You know, I know you had something to say, but it's my time to respond because that's, that's you know, I love, you know, I, I'm indifferent. He can't do no wrong to me. He can't say no wrong either because I just, because that's like. That's what I envision a head coach really be a productive head coach that really believes in their team. Because a lot of a lot of coaches get on get on these calls, they get on the internet, Beyonce's internet, and just be yapping away or just be talking and just like, but do you really like, do you really believe in your quarterback? Do you believe in your in your team? And like you won't. A head coach should be 10 times to- ten toes down behind his team. He's going to stand on what he said. I said what I said. He's our leader, and that's what it's going to be, period. You're not taking him out of there. You're not going to make me change my mind. He's proving himself. He is going to be the leader. And at the end of the day, as he said, all leaders at some point have to still learn and develop as they go. And I think he's doing great. They're winning games. I understand, again, as we said last week, they're not playing a full Four quarters, they're not playing at hundred percent what they're what they can actually do. We know that, right? And at the end of the day, if they it's, it's really not about well, in some cases about how you start, but in this situation, it's not about how you start, It's about how you finish. They finished the game, they won, they didn't lose to a losing team. So it was, and it was like like conference. I think they're fine, and I love it. Stand behind your stand behind your QB, stand behind your team. Like like you're not about to bully us. Please,
1: what? Yo, Musa right now leads the swack in passing yards with one thousand two hundred and forty-four yards. He's tied in passing touchdowns, um, or tied for the lead in passing touchdowns with 10. He averages about 248.8 yards per game um as a passer. He hasn't been, you know, remarkable. People did think they would take off a little bit more against um Valley, against Mississippi Valley. Um, but you know, through the running game and through their defense, you know, they they kind of got the advantage in that game this week. They go up against Southern, and that's a good matchup because they are, um, you know, three and and0 in conference play, fam. U is three and and0 Southern is two and and0 in conference play. And oh, and we had that ich- issue the other day. Um, if you're in, if you're playing in the West, those are the only losses that count against your conference losses, right? Those are the only things that count against your conference record. Whatever happens in the um, division here. And so in the Western Division, those are the only things that count against your conference. And the Eastern Division, those are the only things that count against your conference. And that's why FAMU is now 3-0 in conference play and Southern is 2-0 in conference play. Right now, here's how it goes. Southern is the number one defense, right? Um, They've only given up 697 yards. That's 250 yards fewer than the second best defense in Elkhorn State. They have been a great defense, but, you know, FAMU is the number one offense. Right now, right. um, it was Grambling before, but it's FAMU right now. Um, FAMU is also now. They say they're very similar. So Coach Simmons said this, and Coach Dooley said this. FAMU, um, sixteen. They um had sixteen sacks. Southern has um fourteen sacks. But here's the kicker, and I think this is the defining thing between these two teams. Southern's offensive line has given up fourteen sacks. Right, um, going up against the number one defensive, um, you know, front. Going up against the number one defensive front, giving up 14 um, sacks so far in the season, on tie for number two in the in the SWAC. I say, fam, you has this one. And if I had to kind of go with it, I'm thinking, fam, you wins this one. Now, the last thing that happened on SWAC Media Day is Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson came in. Hugh <laughs> that. Hugh Jackson came on, and he talked about their win against Prairie View. Okay. Let's see
0: what he got to say. Okay.
1: I had to play in the game, State Fair
2: Classic. Obviously, it's a big game. Uh, we were very fortunate to win the game, uh, to end the losing streak of five years. Our players are excited. Our fan base is excited. Our team is uh, working extremely hard. We know we got a, a long journey the rest of the season, but that was a great win for us.
1: You've taken a lot of criticism uh, just in your first two two years here um, about what, I guess, the expectations uh, nah. Have you started sending out addresses for those apology letters to come in? No,
2: nah, nah, no receipts have been taken. I, I get it when the National Football League coach comes into the conference. They think, you know, you got all the secret sauce. But in order to do that, you got to have the right players. It's still about building a program and uh, that's going to have sustainable winning. And so it took us a little bit. But I, I, re- I understand everybody wants winning right now. I do, too. But at the same time, there's a the way that you have to do it. You know, you can't shortcut anything because then it won't be sustainable. So hopefully the people starting to see uh, that we're getting there um, at a high rate. And, um, you know, it's going to be exciting down the stretch here.
1: Yo, so. Love Reed.
0: He, he loves red, Okay. <laughs>
1: I mean, those are Gremlin's colors, right? Like it's red, gold, and I black.
0: But, I understand, but he going he gonna to wear him some red, child. He, he going to wear
1: it. He going to wear He going always be in Gremlin colors when you see Coach. Period. Right?
0: He's he yeah. he on 10. He 10 toes up on his spot, okay? Okay? You going to yep. know where he at.
1: What do you think about? What do you feel about? Um, you know, people having expectations of coach right coming in, coming from the NFL. Um, and you know, to some people's, you know, estimation or opinion, he hasn't quite lived up to those yet. Um, but he's starting to. What do you think about that?
0: I mean, I feel like it's natural. You know, you're coming from the NFL, so you you better bring something up in here, okay? <laughs> but the fact that he has he has a university that believes in him, uh, obviously his team is believing in him, and they're starting to get it. You know, it's kind of like that thing when I say, well, Sean Payton moved to the Broncos. Now we, okay, we're not going we're not, we're not talking about it. What I'm saying is Sean Payton came in and I know he has a vision. I know he has something stirring up. He has something that's that's going. It's a plan that he has to put in play and it has to start getting in the motion. I feel like it's the same thing with Hugh. He has a plan. He knows where he wanted to go. He said you gotta have the right players in the right, you know, the right places. So I feel like same thing with um, Coach uh, Coach Prime. You got to, you have something, but it does take a little bit of time. Like it, it's very hard to come in and maybe your first year you like taking off, boom, and now you're at the championship. You know, um, so I, I think it's normal. I think it's I think it's, you know, it is normal. But what's not normal? Because because now we, we got to talk about something else. We got to roll into another hot topic. What's not normal? <laughs> or I say not normal, but what was not expected. Was Clark Atlanta firing their head coach? They're a legendary head coach that came over from Tuskegee. So I'm gonna let you take this one because Clark is, is, is a special place for you in your own way. I'll let you have it. Talk. Um,
1: so I'll I'll say this and and this is and the funny part is you can possibly have it um because you wrote the article. Um so if you go to our website, or you go to mtmv um um you'll see um the article by Dez and Dez talks about what happened um with this coach and what happened with Clark Atlanta. So he comes in and he comes in with a winning record from 123 uh, wins, 47 losses while he was at Tuskegee, five national titles. But um, man, it seems that at Clark Atlanta is just not working. Three and seven last season. Zero and five to start this season. It's just not. It's just not working so far. And I don't know exactly what it is that's not quite working. But um, the expectations were high. The expectation is that you come in and you bring that national championship swagger to Clark Atlanta when you make a big hire like that. What you're hoping is is that yo, I'm about to bring in a guy who's done it well somewhere else. Bring what you did over there over here.
0: <laughs> over here. <laughs> but they only gave them a season and a half. Like, come on, man! You even like you for real. Clark Atlanta has not had a winning season about in, in about eight years. No, the right? fact, yeah. You expect this man to come in and within a season and a half to just turn turn the whole thing around and now be a national championship championship team? You gotta be for real. The rec- recruitment what is recruitment looking like like you're you're not at a d1 school so where you got a heavy trans um transfer portal maybe you do maybe you, clearly you don't though um and then you give them a season I gave three and seven is a little bad but again you're coming in for a season you're trying to figure out like what works what doesn't work who do we need where do we putting things into place what what do we do and then you fire him mid-season so do you think that your team is going to turn the season around and it, the coach is gone. Now you don't have a coach at all. You have an interim. You got to hope that he does what he needs to do. But I, I, I hate, I just, and I hate is a very strong word, but I literally highly dislike when coaches are fired mid season. Because at the end of the day, if they already already losing. They're either they going to continue to lose or they're going to turn around and win. It's going to be one of the, it's one or the other. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you might just let him stay, see what he can do. And then he's like, no, a coach, after two seasons, you know, we just, we didn't see any elevation or something like that. But I mean, you haven't had a winning season in eight seasons, and something is going on, probably recruitment coming to your university, and you're wondering why you're you're losing. Here's the
2: thing. Um,
1: Deion Sanders came in and flipped that program fast. Les Miles came in LSU, flipped the program fast. And now give you one, you one for I'll give you one you for HBCUs. Is. Um, Dooley. So Coach Dooley came into to Southern, flipped that program around real fast, got them to the swag championship in one year. What you wanna see in, in a first year head coach is some remnant uh I mean some like evidence that your system works. I mean just some evidence of it. And some evidence may have looked like I don't know what some some evidence may have looked like you said three wins is some evidence. All right, look. Well if it's three wins last year
0: before he got there wasn't zero wins because well, if it's me, zero wins to three wins if it's one win to three wins it's something working I'm Give me one
1: win out of five games please this year <laughs> he
0: maybe they win this week they didn't they didn't give a chance they didn't, well, give, they didn't give a chance. no,
1: i said give me one out of five five didn't already happen and you didn't win none of them so i don't know i mean i'm okay. not saying that this okay. is right
0: I don't think I don't think this is right. I don't know. I
1: don't, I don't I, think this is right. But what if they're clearing the way for something big? Like what if they're clearing the way for a big name? What if they're clearing the way um for another vision that they see? I I I mean you know I went to the article when I looked at the article it did say that they said you know he's made a great impact on the football program and that my immediate thought was I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, say what you want
1: to say. <laughs> but what if they are clearing the way? And so um I, I, I don't like not giving a coach time to put a system in place, get his things going, get his people in place. Because Hugh Jackson even said it. He said, like, if you keep going on in that interview, he said last year that, you know, um, I kept some of the players that were here last year. Right. I kept some because I don't believe he didn't believe like Dion where you come in and you get rid of all your all the players and you clean the slate clean house. He didn't believe that. He was like, Yo, these on a scholarship, let them stick around. He said, Now this is more of my team, and now you're starting to see more of my system and more of the things that I can control. So listen, even if he did have a system, and I was joking earlier when I said, Yo, give me one out of five. What I mean is that um we we need to I feel like coaches need to have at least a little bit of time to put their people in place, their system in place, and let's see it work and build. And I mean, that's, that's what we want to see.
0: And I feel like every, again, every program is very much different. All players are very much different. Some people can go in like, like you say, coach Dooley and, you know, Dion and can go in and change a program really quickly, but that's not realistic for every person. And sometimes you may need two seasons. Had they fired Hugh Jackson after his one season, because they felt like it wasn't exemplary. It's like, we will we'll never, we would never get to see this Grambling because Gremlin is still unfolding. And I feel like they're only going to get better because he's, you have to figure it out when you come into a program that's been down and out. You don't you think if it. you
1: start, you don't think if you started this season um, with a no win record, you don't think you don't think there would be some changes I, I, I because I know Grambling and I know they're already no, talking I'm not, crazy.
0: I'm not saying that they, they, they talking crazy at Southern. Like, come on. But what I'm saying also Big is facts. like if if you're like if your a or your administration, whoever is behind you and they believe in you, I feel like that makes a little bit of a difference between you're just here to do a job. And if you don't do it, I'm going to fire you. There's a to me, there's a difference. You know, like at this day, Valley is zero is zero and four. Coach Wade should be fired because he's not making it work, right? No, right? he
1: just got there.
0: Exactly, but but but, but I'm saying like that's like, but
1: if you but believe if the person, one, though,
0: and look, he better give me one out of five.
1: No, in the second year, in the second year, at least one out of five. In the second year, and I also said I was joking,
0: and I also said what I'm saying is sometimes it may take one season to turn it around, sometimes it may take two. The, if you don't believe, then you guess what you still won't have a you still gonna be a losing organization anyway. Maybe it's maybe it's not the coach, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's like I said, recruitment to get players to play at Clark Atlanta. What is the recruitment? I I I was sitting, I was talking to someone else, and they were like, you know, it's the 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 way to get into Clark Atlanta is difficult. Like it's not an easy feat to actually get into that university. There's, there's so many different things around it. So people don't want to go there. So I don't know that because I've never tried. I don't work there. I don't, I don't have that, you know, that experience of that. But you have to make it appealing to people to go for people to want to go there. And like, maybe not losing is maybe a reason to, to get there. But I feel like there's so much talent in Georgia that Go get some. I don't know. Clark you know is what? actually
1: a great school. People I'm not saying it's not a great
0: school, but I'm no, saying but it's, I,
1: it's a great school, and it looks great too. Like it's, like I don't know what the with the you know normal vibe. But there's parts of it. I'm sorry. There's parts of it that people don't want to show, but there's parts of it that I see all the time that are look that look really great.
0: Yeah, but you still got to keep get players there that want to play. You do. So, you do. I mean that that's that. But now I just now I just want to throw a flag on the play because I feel like. We we love talking about football. We love talking about our HBCU community and culture. We love talking about the NFL. But I feel like we wouldn't be actual news. And this is—I mean—it's not news. We're, we're a show. We're talking about hot topics and news. But I feel like we have a we have a duty to talk about things that affect our HBCUs. So um, flag on the play. We're gonna turn it for a moment. We're going. We're not gonna be super hyped and excited about this because there's nothing to be excited about. And we're gonna talk about the recent events that happened at the homecoming for Morgan State University and about the the, the tragedy that has struck this university for now three years straight. And I know Mister Spectacular over there knows a little bit more about this. I'm gonna let him cover the topic because y'all know I can go. I'm gonna let him go this time.
1: So this is. Um... All right. So they were having a pre-homecoming ceremony crowning um the new um you know Mr. and Mrs. Morgan State. Um and and for the third time in three years, there's been an October shooting um at Morgan State. And so um when this broke, um a lot I mean, there was a shelter in place for a while, right? Because they were going through dorm rooms and and I can show you at least one image of that, right? So mm-hmm um, they're going into dorm rooms and this is from, um, she loves the, um, she, she didn't post this picture, but she did respond to this. Um, so as they're looking for the shooter, they're going through dorm rooms and, and students are being, you know, having to, you know, hold their hands up and, and, you know, show the people who are in their room, open up doors, right. Um, they're being treated as suspects as well. And I understand because in those situations, you don't know who the shooter is. They did not, um, apprehend, um, the shooters. And so because of that, Morgan State, um, what they did was they canceled the rest of homecoming week including the game. I did not expect them to um you know cancel the game you know how much of a big deal this is um for um for revenue actually right because you're bringing in so you know many um people but they they put safety over revenue and made sure that you know the people who were attending were safe. Now um they did talk a little bit. Um, you, you had the mayor come out and talk about what was actually going on. Is not a, you know, a Baltimore thing. It's a national thing. You have people with guns who are out there and and you have people who shouldn't have guns who are out there just doing, you know, all kind of stuff. And you see this all over the place, not just in Baltimore. There's mass shootings everywhere. However, three in three years seems to be a bad trend um, in, in Morgan State. What do you think?
0: Yes. Um, I you enlightened me yesterday with the three, the third time in three years. Right. So that's just. And the thing is, I used to live in Baltimore and really? I lived really close to Morgan State. I lived um, between Morgan State and m, uh, m-, m- T Bank Stadium. Lord help me. Um, so that kind of is it's not home home, but it kind of hit home because I lived there and I was in that space and I know what it feels like to, you know, you're walking around or you're on the campus and then suddenly things have changed. And this is also not the first instance that someone has had a form of violence on that campus that it's happened before when it's, and it hasn't been um, homecoming. So I really think that one, the location of Morgan State can some people can argue that it may not be the safest location. Um, but another thing is safety precautions and measurements need to be heightened, especially if you after one year, it should have been heightened. After two years, it should have been heightened even more. After, this is now the third year. When are when are you going to, to make the change? When are you going to heighten your security measures in? Really, I, I understand it's a national issue, but it's also a Morgan State issue. It's a city of Baltimore issue. It's a it's a Baltimore County issue. When are when are you going to take accountability for that and make the changes that needs to be made? Because this is unacceptable. It's scary. People do not send their children to college for them to not come back home.
1: Yeah. Um uh, and four students were injured. Um in this uh, shooting Um, I mean just in multiple students definitely traumatized I'm sure because you have I mean here's the thing if if I wasn't involved in the shooting and I decided to if I wasn't involved in the coordination I just decided to stay in my dorm room right and I just decided to play a game and then cops kind of kind of rush in, have me holding my hands. And if you looked at you know any of right. the images, the guns are pointed directly at the students,
0: Damn, Like
1: right? Like directly at the students, and and you understand what that is for uh, for safety reasons, but it's directly at the students where you're going to see um you know boom right. And and now this you know event that happened another place on campus is at my front door, and it is directly affecting me and. This kind of stuff has to stop. I, I mean safety measures were put in place. So I did talk to somebody at Morgan State, um, and, and they they talked about safety measures being put in place for you know already, like they already had safety measures in place. And then after the safety measures were put in place, this still happened. So they didn't, I mean, what's the next move? After you put certain measures in place, what is was, the next move?
0: It wasn't and, and maybe
1: and maybe the apparently it wasn't enough, right? And so what's the next move? What's the next thing to do? Um, I've seen this kind of thing happen at Grambling, where there are shootings and whenever homecomings are happening, because the community is involved and you bring in people from the community, the event's so huge, right? And people are everywhere in these events. I'm talking about all over the place, but if they are, then how do you keep that type of environment safe? And that is the new challenge for Morgan state. I mean, it's not a new challenge apparently, but it is a challenge for Morgan state But challenge for it's a you challenge know what? At, all. Yeah, um,
0: the greatest homecoming on earth, Jiho, right? Jiho, I've rarely heard about mass shootings and things happening at Ho. So something they're doing is going correctly.
1: Oh, you got to break that down. What is the Jiho?
0: Jiho, I just said greatest homecoming on earth, North Carolina A the Aggies. They have Jiho every year. Normally it's um in uh in November. I think it's end of October in November, something like that. Um, but they literally have one of the hugest homecomings.
1: You know what? I may and be go, wrong for this.
0: And and they uh, listen. I, I don't listen listen, listen, listen. listen, I didn't say it. It ain't my. I, may, I may be wrong, I but
1: I I look ever since North Carolina Ant left. Um, <laughs> I've been feeling the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That that's under that's understandable. Okay, they they did they did leave. They just up and just left. They love. Um, but I feel like when you look at bigger homecomings, who have it right to some sta- to some point to some standard, then you then you should take a, a page out of their safety book because you're telling me oh safety measures. Are- what are the safety measures for real? Bike racks, police on the street. State security and i know that it's not put in place enough and i'm and I'm gonna say i'm gonna say it because i used to work for the company i'm not sure if the company still is employed with market state but i used to work for the company that does the outside security for them and i was a part of the super bowl team when we opened up um mercedes-benz in atlanta i was a part of that security team and i understand and i know what 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 goes on with part of security measures but sometimes that's not enough that's not adequate you know you don't know, so what what was it that you really had that you really have done that was enough?
1: I mean, whatever, what, they, whatever they did wasn't whatever wasn't enough from, um, so it's,
0: it's just to me it, you to me I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on the security measures we're putting it wasn't enough. it it was no and this and especially this the third time it it was never enough. It's not no, enough. It's why are you
1: shooting time. at the coronation, right? Like, like I don't understand the connection, and I think that's mm-hmm. what. Uh, when I did talk to somebody at, at Morgan said I was wondering what is the connection like? What what's the um you know what I mean what's the thing? And, and at that time there was no information. It was very fresh, so they couldn't give me any insight on what the motive was, right? Yeah, because so you no, know,
0: did they catch the? You said they didn't catch the no, shooters. Like, no, I, I haven't seen there.
1: where they kept. Ca- like they they hadn't caught them as of the day after the shooting. I don't know um, if they've updated that because I haven't seen anything, and that's why they did cancel because they hadn't um, caught the shooters yet. And so um, because of that, they figured that it was probably best to cancel everything.
0: <clears throat> because if you had proper security measures, then you should have seen somebody pulling out a gun. But, you know, what? I'm, I'm not going to keep harping on it. I do think I do want to say, though, I think it's going to be very important for the city of Baltimore and Morgan State to come together to uh, provide mental health um, counseling and to seek out those who will need it. Because just imagine if you're a junior. And you've been at the school. Not one time has been shot up. Not two times. Not three times. You didn't. You'd have been in a in a a a life altering traumatic experience three times since you've been a student. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. No more homecoming. No more homecoming. (laughs) No, no, no homecoming next year. We're not doing it. You know.
1: Or you can you can keep you can keep no you can keep homecoming um and Um, you can keep all events and here's the thing you can keep them student only current student only right id ID only
0: what if it was a student that shot that shot it up you don't know because you didn't catch him so you don't know
1: here's the thing you don't know right but you lessen the likelihood if you do that and then if you have everybody's id they have to show id in order to get in then you know everybody every person in there is a student and now you can you can cut down the investigation it's a student who did whatever this whatever happened
0: yeah, I don't know. I feel like I because I live there and I've I've partly attended homecoming activities for, you know, I they there's outside events, yes, but events on campus are normally supposed to be, you know, for students and like their their alumni and things like that. Like there's certain events that are are supposed to be more secure, more on lockdown. A lot of those universities do the same thing. It's like when, you know, me being a, a a graduate student at Howard, when I used to go to Howard, when I went to Howard for homecoming, there were certain things. At that time, I didn't have my ID because I was a new student when I attended homecoming. So I could only attend certain things because if I didn't have that ID, I wasn't making it through those the threshold of the doors of the Mecca. Okay? Because they, they, they don't play like that. You know? But at the end of the day, like I said, I really stand on they do need to, no matter what happens, I think we're going to keep you guys updated. They definitely need to have some some mental health counseling and just have it readily available for those who may want to seek it out because it is a traumatic experience. Like I'm thinking about it and I'm traumatized. Like just imagine if I still was living there. Like I just cannot. I did have a cousin that attended Morgan State University. Um, He might actually still be there. I can reach out. Um, So that's something that's also hit home because like I had a family member that attended that university and it's like you let me know this third time. At, at some point, he probably was there when the shooting happened. So, like, that's just not – it's just not okay, you know. But you know what? We're, we're going to try to get out of this somber moment, and we're going to go into our second half report. And, again, as something else that we really don't talk about here, but something that is very important to the game to experience is the marching band. So, Battle of the Bands, or, you know, as we all, you know, love it, They have something new going on and I really, I really like it. I really like it. But I don't, I don't know all the full details. I think Rick, I think you know more of the details than I do. So like get us excited, get us excited about this.
1: All right, cool. So I'm going to try my best to get you excited. <laughs> because I know when I first told you about this, you was like, who cares about that? Nobody ain't caring about these. You know what I mean? This ain't, it's a football show. This ain't about the bands. But listen. No, no, me, don't talk about hey, Let me Hey, it. hey, hey got, Let me do my let thing. You, thing. Let me do my thing. No, 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 no. When, <laughs> when this ball, they
0: going to eat me up. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I didn't care about hey. the bands. You know, when you have a football show, hey. we were trying to collect our topics together. And I was like, well, Rick, that's not a hot topic for Football, that's a hot topic for like university I'm just, I'm just reporting
1: how it happened, <laughs>
0: okay? I love it, been, you know, the March of 100 is one, is one of my
1: favorites, okay? Stop it, I can't go with it, okay? So, uh, <laughs> you
0: ain't got I, no hitters. she
1: pop, I can't, I can't vouch for it, all right? No, I I, I can't. She did do a, um, a special on the March of 100 when she went to FAMU versus uh Jackson State, so I can vouch mm-hmm. for it. I got you, sis. All right, now, watch this though. Now, here's what. Um, this is one of the reasons why I got excited a little bit about the battle of the bands. It was announced at Swack SWACMIAC Challenge. At the Swack SWACMIAC Challenge, um, John Grant, um, who is executive director over the Celebration Bowl, was really excited about unrolling and unpacking this battle of the bands thing. Because here's the thing. Um, now people have saw this on Drumline and they thought that was a real thing. That was not real. We do not have this already. We do not have <laughs> <laughs> we do look they had to say that at the press conference somebody was like oh um what's the na-? they was like what about the national band competition that was on drumline that is not a thing anyway um so but now it is a thing and espn is behind it so they're releasing their, their rankings and this is the these are the rankings southern is number one right now right southern is number one north carolina a&t is number two um then cookman which i I say again it's funny North Carolina NT I don't whatever. Um Bethune Cookman is number 3, Jackson State is number 4. Um Norfolk State is number 5 and here's how they they kind of rank them. If you're Division 1, so all Division 1 HBCUs. they are um in one category and here's how it'll play out at the end of the season right before the Celebration Bowl They'll have a face-off where the top two bands in, the, in Division One will go head-to-head, and the top two bands of Division Two and the NAIA will um, face off. So there'll be four bands competing in the Battle of the Bands um, pre-Celebration Bowl event. So the top five right now in the division two is Langston, Florida Memorial, Virginia State, um, Fort Valley State, and Central State. Now it's so funny because where where's your fam you? Right outside of the top five
0: at- <laughs> <laughs> Why would you why why would you do don't fam you? I'm with you. Y'all better work to get it up there. Okay. Well, look, I'm,
1: I'm at I'm at eight, right? Grandma the state's at eight, so you know.
0: Well, let me hear. Where's Howard
1: at? All right. Let's look. Let's look.
0: Can we bring up just the D1s? I mean, I, D2, I love you. I love you. But well, I don't really, really want to see it right now. I'm trying to see what the D1s are looking like. I'm just look,
1: saying. I, I, I would here. say that if they weren't going to be there, right? Like, but they're going to be in the building, too, when it's all said and done. Yeah, no, I'm saying um, for
0: this moment, I wanted to see the bigger, like, the all bigger. you want see- no, no, you different
1: can't different. see it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You're challenging
1: my stream yard. All right.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying I want to see, see it, see it Because it's kind of small. So us trying to read it, we can't see it.
1: No, you can't see it that way. But what you can do is listen to me oh, say, my, Howard at is at 14.
0: You said, Howard's at 14.
1: Howard's at 14.
0: Y'all playing with America, ain't y'all?
1: I was 20. at 14.
0: Y'all playing, y'all playing with the Mecca now. and I've like, heard
1: them play. I got, on my right.
0: yeah, but I got it bigger on my phone. I can see. Now who I'm surprised Arkansas Time Bluffs. Some of this. Uh-huh. Okay, so I can't- some of these bands I haven't seen yet. So I- I'm going to probably like try to YouTube them. I I I my hope. Was okay. that we could really get to a lot of the HBCU games, at least one game this season? But we have run into the problem with getting in contact with SIDs and ADS and people who work yeah. within credentialing to get us into these spaces. So this is why we also wanted to bring our show to the to platforms because we want to let you you guys know that we do love our HBCU culture. Like we're from HBCUs, of course we love the culture. Okay, okay, but we can't actually be there. So like some of these. Bands, I don't know how great they are. And I'm being honest about that because I have not been able to see them. I've wanted to, but I haven't. I'm like, you ask me, oh yeah, well, how good is Clemson's band? I can tell you because I've been there. You know, how good is Georgia Tech's band? I've been there, you know? And I really hate that I haven't been in these spaces to really get super duper excited about this battle of the bands because it's something that does it affect our HBCU culture and our HBCU game day experience you know so I've only experienced a couple of them so like if I were just to be like oh off, off the top the ones I haven't have seen that I'm surprised that are up here are like number three but them could be so I mean they'd be getting zammed they'd be getting zammed you know I knew I know southern is a, I know small southern's there I know why Ant is up there you know, I I haven't seen Tennessee State, so I don't know. I've seen
1: Gremlin, so I don't know why they're eight. I've yeah, seen was Gremlin say
0: too. Like I I don't. I mean,
1: at LSU they rocked that whole stadium. Like I mean, okay, yeah. you're going up against LSU, so you beat them, of course. Um, but if you if you looked at the response to that band, it was crazy. It it I mean them them at eight means means to me that Southern's doing something nasty, and I gotta see it.
0: Right, I promise you. I, if if the person who is overcharged of the credentials for the Boombox Classic, I want you to understand that I am very upset because I definitely put my credential in like two months in advance, like, and I, I didn't put it in once. I put it in twice, maybe thrice. Okay, so I'm confuzzled as to why I wasn't. Um,
1: we 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 not upset. We just want access. We are not upset. You just no, upset. I'm
0: not upset. I'm. I said I'm confuzzled. I mean I want to know what am I doing wrong so I can do it right. So I do that.
1: Are you confuzzled again? I remember you being confuzzled a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm confuzzled. I'm. I'm not upset. I'm just a little confuzzled. I just. Oh, I know. But. You know, um, we didn't thank our sponsor for this show, and we're about to roll on out. So, like, do we want to thank our sponsor, the OZO brand? Because it's not a—it's not just a brand. It is a lifestyle. They help us be able to put on these shows every single week, as well as our other podcast shows on our networks. Make sure you are following at MTNV Sports to see all the podcasts. But I do think that we need to thank the OZO brand as our sponsor before we roll on the body. Do we got a video for them?
1: It's not just about the love of the game, it's about dedication and commitment through the process
0: and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do.
1: OZell brand, it's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle.
0: As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really want you to continue to be within our community. Help us build this. Help us uh, with the conversation. Join the conversation. Um, I do have to say last week I was asked where I was going to be at this weekend. I'm not going to be nowhere. I'm going to be on a cruise ship because my birthday is on Tuesday. So you will not see me, unfortunately, until next week. And I'm trying to get into um, FSU. They got a home game, and I'm trying to get in there. Okay, Um, but as I said, thank you so much for always tuning in and for watching. Make sure you're liking, sharing, commenting respectfully, subscribing to our YouTube channel, MTMV Sports. And you can also follow at pretty girls Love sports. And that's actually PG love sports. As we always have the updated news and all the hot topics. So thanks so much for watching.